0: Welcome back to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, the home of everything indie. I'm Monty, and today we'll be reviewing the new Jack White Album, Boarding House Reach. But first, let's listen to a little bit of Fell in Love with a Girl by The White Stripes. And of course, Jack White is one half of the White Stripes, a band that brought indie to really its forefront in the early 2000s and revitalized garage rock as a viable genre. And Jack White has perhaps been one of the most visible indie musicians of the past 20 years himself. He's gone on to revitalize vinyl as a suitable format for musicians to release material on. He's gone on to release solo project after solo project and now with Boarding House Reach, really reinvent himself as an artist and bring himself back into the critical discussion because this album, like I said, is truly divisive. It is a truly interesting album, and we're gonna get into that later on in the show. But first, let's get into the music news. A lot has happened this past week, and I think it would be interesting to get into it. So first off, the weekend announced and released a new album quite unexpectedly and without notice, similar to the way that Radiohead has in the past with their records. He released it Friday night, so this Friday, and it's called My Dear Melancholy. It's listed as an EP on Spotify, but it's not quite the length of an EP. And it's also not quite an album. It sits in a weird area of space that critics like myself and people who are really pretentious about music like to call a mini album. The difference between an EP and an album is quite interesting. And it's really what it lies down on or what it comes down to is the artist's own opinion on if it's an AP or an album. But anyways, it has some interesting producers on board with it, including individuals who worked on Kanye West's album Yeezus, which was one of my favorite Kanye West albums. So it'll be interesting to see how that album pans out. Cardi B announced a new album, her first full-length. It's called Invasion of Privacy. Now, in the past, and if you've read any of my online reviews, I'm not the biggest fan of Cardi B. I find her rise in the music industry to be quite interesting and to be quite evident of marketing at work. The fact that she's being hyped up by Pitchfork, for example, for me is grounds for concern, because Cardi B really hasn't released any material that I think is critically of value, and that's not to say she's a bad artist, but looking at it from an objective reviewing standpoint, I don't think Cardi B has has done anything the past two years which warrants much discussion yeah bodak yellow was one of the biggest selling songs of the past decade but bodak yellow really isn't that great of a song not enough to dethrone any kendrick lamar song from 2017 which if you do remember pitchfork put cardi b's bodak yellow over a song from the album damn which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever for a review site to do Julian Casablancas of The Strokes, a band that operated in their critical peak during the same time that The White Strikes did, have announced, or released rather, a new album with his band The Voids. The album is called Leave It In My Dreams, and it's a very eclectic synth punk and hypogonic pop album. We'll play a sample of the song Pyramid of Bones from that album right now. Of course, that was the song Pyramid of Bones from Julian Casablancas and the Voids off their new album called Leave It In My Dreams. And even with that brief sample of the song, you can hear the eclectic nature of the album coming out of the woodwork a little bit. You hear that hypogonic pop element to it that it has going on with the synths that are coming in behind the garage rock-ass guitars. It's really crunchy, but it's also really atmospheric, and it's an interesting mix that I think works quite well, and you should check out this album. With that out of the way, let's get into our review of the Jack White album, Boarding House Reach. Here's the song over and over and over from the album. We've played this on an episode in the past, and I said I wasn't quite a big fan of it. I think my opinion may have changed a little bit, so here's Over and Over and Over by Jack White. Of course, I played this song and I think, two episodes again when it was released as a single, and I said it wasn't my favorite thing in the world. I felt like he was trying to overdo this glam rock element that's become a lot more popular in music over the past couple of weeks and months, and actually within the past year. You've seen this happening with the band Ice Age, for example. They've done some glam pop stuff. The band of Montreal has always sort of operated within that glam pop sphere, but they've really spearheaded that movement within this decade. And it's just become sort of like a commodity to put on that glam rack style of vocals. And it's become such a commodity to really overdo things rather than underdo them or rather than stick to a healthy medium. But I think it works really well on Boarding House Reach. And like I said, I'm going to get into that as the review sort of pans out. But this album has been incredibly divisive to fans and to critics alike. Anthony Fantano of The Needle Drop gave it a 9.0 and Pitchfork gave it a 5.0. And everywhere in between you have opinions just spread out. I think on rateyourmusic.com, which is a website that I love and use quite often, it has about a 2.70 average. It's gone up a little bit, but even music fans are fighting over whether this album is good or not. I'm of the opinion that this album is quite good but I'm not sure to what extent Jack White intended for it to be good. Part of me feels like this album is a massive fluke that just panned out quite well. I don't think a lot of the songs in here Jack White intended to be as quirky as they sound in context with the album, but I do think that he had something in his mind going on telling him to go in a different direction than what he's been doing in the past. In the past for Jack White has been just mediocre solo release after mediocre solo release that have sold incredibly well. Blunderbuss, for example, really showcased the power of vinyl that Jack White has forefronted. He's revitalized vinyl. He's sponsored Record Store Day, for example. Blunderbuss sold a ton of vinyl records, and now you see mainstream artists turning back to analog format to release their albums on. And, of course, Mumford & Sons also played their fair hand in this whole analog revival. And, of course, a lot of the bands that came out of this 2010s through 2013 indie folk mainstream revival played their hand as well. But Jack White really has been behind it all. And it's quite easy to get into his mind and think, okay, I can sell another couple hundred thousand records by releasing something that's incredibly just middle ground and sits there with albums like Real Estate and Beach House where I do the same thing over and over again and get the same amount of press and attention. But no, Jack White managed to not do this on Boarding House Reach. Instead of releasing an album that's just middle ground, he's released something that has gotten people talking about him again in a way that... I don't believe hasn't been seen since his White Stripes days. But let's get into the nuts and bolts of this review. The album starts off with the song Connected by Love, which I feel opens the album in such an interesting way that there is no universe where this album warrants the 5.0 it got from Pitchfork. But Connected by Love is just a wonderful song, and I think it channels and refines a lot of the more quirky elements of Boarding House Reach into a singular element or a singular product. So we're gonna play a sample of Connected by Love right now. It's really interesting. Woman, don't you know what I That was Connected by Love by Jack White off his new album, Boarding House Reach. And you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM and The Spin Room with me, Monty. So, like I said before, Connected by Love has just Rolling Stones element to it mixed with ween. Ween is a band that constantly I think Jack White inevitably draws influence from on this album. Along with Ariel Pink, there are hypogonic elements of this album, but there's this overwhelming sense of quirkiness to it. And oftentimes it falls through, but more often than not, it works quite well. And for an example of a song where I think the quirkiness doesn't work out well, you have to listen to everything you've ever learned. There's this weird spoken word part at the start, which I just think falls flat. The song itself once you get past that, is quite fine I just wished that element had not been in it because it feels like Jack White really didn't know what he was doing in studio and decided to just say some random stuff into a mic and hope that it stuck and hope that it made an impact and I think it made an impact in the wrong way. So here is the song Everything You Ever Learned It's track 8 on the album Hello Welcome to Everything you've ever learned, brought to you by, hello, welcome to, everything you've ever learned, sponsored by, hello, hello, welcome to, and of course you get an idea of why I really don't like that song, and again, we're going to draw a comparison to Ween here, Oftentimes on Ween albums, for example Quebec, which you should check out, it's a fantastic album, there are songs that just don't make sense and I would love to cut, but in the context of the album they should stay because they give sort of a personality to the album. On Boarding House Reach I feel like songs like Everything You Have Ever Learned just don't really work in that context in the way that they do with Ween because Ween has always been a quirky band and Jack White has sort of been seen as this very serious musician in the past, and here he is releasing something that's just off-the-wall crazy. And this whole album, to be fair, is off-the-wall crazy. He goes in the glam rock. He goes in the hypogonic pop. He genre hops constantly. This album end, ends on a piano ballad. It's so weird, and it's hard to get into, but it's intoxicating when you do. And the first half of this album is far, far better than the second half. A lot of these quirky songs that fall flat are found in the second half, And I feel like a lot of the energy of the first half is lost as you continue on with the album. But we're going to play the song Why Walk a Dog, which I feel like really embodies why Jack White is good. He mixes some electronic elements with the beat of the song. And I feel like that's something that a lot of rock musicians have attempted to do in the past, but it's completely fallen flat because they don't mix it like Jack White does. Jack White is a musician. He's operated in the indie sphere where electronic has become more and more prevalent. So I think he has a suitable grounding for this that other musicians do not have. So anyways, here's Why Walk a Dog by Jack White off his latest album, Boarding House Reach. Why does a dog need to be warm? Of course that was why walk a dog by jack white off his new album boarding house reach and it really shows again that genre hopping on this album that i've been talking about it sounds like an aerial pink song with that synth that is behind this electronic beat and that song later flows into like a typical jack white solo guitar prevalent garage rock song and it works fantastically well and it's something that musicians haven't really thought of doing in the past I mean, you have bits and pieces of it on various albums that have been released before this. But Boarding House Reach, again and again, sort of shows itself to be revolutionary, at least in the context of Jack White's career as a musician. It's super interesting. And, of course, the next song on the album, the third song, I know we're jumping around here a lot, is Corporation. Corporation is a fantastic song. I feel like it's the best one on the album We're not going to play a sample of it for the sake of time, but check this song out. It's the most straightforward rock song on this album. It has such a grinding and such a giddy beat to it. It is such an energetic song. On the first half, there's also experiments that tend to work. Those quirky experiments you remember I was talking about with this song, uh, not over and over and over, but everything you've ever learned. Abdullah and Akri Asia is a perfect example of this. Part of me wants to hate this song, but most of me just really loves it. So here's a sample. These are my demands. I renounce wholeheartedly in this extreme abjuration that which I repudiate so vehemently, adamantly, unrepentant, implacable and intractable, I abdicate with inexorable pleasantry. And of course, that was Acrebulia in Acrasia. Sorry, that is a weird title for a song. Um, And you can really sense the quirkiness and hear the quirkiness right on the nose of the song. It's a skit. It's spoken word. And oftentimes of albums, especially for me, if there's a spoken word part, that sort of seals the deal for it being a 5.0 or below. I do not like spoken word on albums at all. There's a few notable distinctions. For example, I think the spoken word elements on New Radicals' album, maybe you've been brainwashed too. But like I said, just often it falls entirely fat. It feels too quirky. And on Boarding House Reach, since the album is overwhelmingly quirky, it just fits. This is just one of the better examples of that quirkiness on the nose of the album. As the album moves on, it's more or less the same. You have Ice Station Zebra, which is... Pretty quirky in terms of how he presents the vocals. They're stuttered, they're sort of sporadic. It's interesting. Over and over and over, which we played at the start, which is really glammy, has an element of Queen to it, as does Connected by Love, the first song on the album. It feels really Queen esque, it feels really glammy. Uh, you move on, get in the Mind Shaft, which is pretty good as a song. But the last two songs on this album really single a switch for Jack White in terms of the overall style of this album. In a similar way, again, Comparing this album to a Ween release, it switches up style. I mentioned genre hopping before, but it switches up style in a way that just isn't seen throughout the entire rest of the album. They move into moving piano ballads. And of course, these ballads are backed up by guitars that are stereotypical of Jack White. But it's something different. It sort of acts as a reflecting pool. I've talked about reflecting pools in music before. Songs at the end of albums which sort of drone out or offer a more calming presence than everything which came before it, for listeners to sort of look back on everything and the journey, the musical journey that they've traveled down. And I'm not sure if Jack White was going for this because they're two songs after another. It's just a weird switch in style. So we're going to play the song What's Done Is Done, which is the first of these two. And the last one is Humoresque, which I feel like is a perfect end to the album. I love it as an end song. So here is What's Done Is Done. What's done is done I just can't fight it no more So I'm walking downtown to the store And I'm buying a gun This just ain't no fun My life has become a bore but I think this song is truly weird because Jack White is singing it as if it is a country song. He has the accent and all on it. And Humoresque ends the album and again, a moving piano ballad, less quirky than what's done is done. on Humoresque is just a straightforward ending ballad that I feel like serves as that reflecting pool of which I talked earlier. So my thoughts summed up on Boarding House Reach are really hard to understand, again, Like I said before, part of me feels like this album was just an entire mistake on Jack White's part. Like, Jack White didn't know what he was doing when he entered the studio, thought he'd create something entirely weird just to get his name back in the news, and threw stuff at a wall and saw what stuck, and most of it didn't. But part of me also feels like this album just showcases Jack White's genius as a musical artist. It's incredible. There are songs on here which I should not like whatsoever, but yet, yeah, I find myself loving them. And the production, which I haven't really mentioned in this episode, is so warbling and so atmospheric, yet so refined and so bricked. Like, it's solid. It's not open ended, but it's there and it's prevalent and it's quirky and interesting. And he draws so much great influences together into the singular body of work. And of course, some of it doesn't go through all the way and falls flat. But overall and entirely, this album is extremely consistent, extremely well done. I I think, despite its awkwardness and weirdness, extremely well put together. So I'm going to give this album an 8.0. Check it out. It's a hard listen, but it will be well worth it in the end. And that's going to do it for us on The Spin Room here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Again, I'm Monty, and all the songs you heard on today's episode of The Spin Room will be up on Spotify and our Facebook, which you should like. Listen to us next week. We'll be revealing another new album. We'll be back with more music news for you and the latest. Thanks for tuning in.